Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we share the story of Andrine McDonald, a 29-year-old woman who went missing on March 1st, 2019 from San Antonio, Texas. Her family reported her missing after she failed to show up for work. 133 days later, Andrine's remains were found on a private property. This is Andrine's story. Andrean McDonald was originally from Jamaica. She grew up in Port Antonio, Jamaica, where she had attended both elementary school and high school. Andrean was described by her family as being a student that excelled academically. And so after Andrean graduated high school, she attended a local community college where she majored in marketing and obtained an associate's degree in business. And she did all this by the time she was 18. Andrine had gotten married young, and I couldn't find much information about the origins of her relationship with her husband, Andre. So I'm not sure if she met him in Jamaica or not, but it's kind of what I assumed from the information that I was able to gather, but I'm not 100% sure. But Andrine and Andre got married, and they moved to the United States, Florida specifically. Andre decided to join the Air Force, and his career eventually brought him and Andrine to San Antonio, Texas. Andrine had a lot of ambitions and dreams of her own, and she really wanted to own her own business. So in order to continue her education, Andrine, while in Texas, attended University of Texas San Antonio, where she majored in finance and graduated magna cum laude with a bachelor's of science degree. And at just 22 years old, Andrine stood out. She was super smart, and she knew exactly what she wanted to do and who she wanted to be. So after graduating, Andrine followed her dreams and started her own business. Her passion to want to help people led her to starting Starlight Homes Assisted Living. And it was a home care agency that provided care for seniors. Andrine was certified, um, she was a certified dementia practitioner and a certified assisting living manager because she took what she did really seriously. And so she wanted to make sure that she had all of the credentials to go behind what she was doing. 
and Andrine's business grew. Like she eventually opened up um, two facilities in San Antonio to provide care for the elderly. And her business was a success. Um, Andrine's dreams were really beginning to manifest. All the things that she really wanted in life were starting to happen for her. In 2012, another chapter opened up in Andrine's life. And her and Andre started their family, and Andrine gave birth to a little girl. And over the next several years, Andrine's business continued to grow, and she received awards and recognition throughout San Antonio. And in 2017, she was even featured in a local magazine that ran like a full profile about Andrine's life and her business. I mean, not bad for, you know, a young woman who had just immigrated to the United States just 10 years before. But that's how you know that Andrine was really a force to be reckoned with. By 2020, Andrine and her husband and her daughter were living in San Antonio. The couple had just purchased a beautiful home in 2017, and by all appearances, they seemed to be enjoying their life in Texas. On March 1st, 2019, however, Andrine was scheduled to be at work like she normally was. Andrine was also really, really into fitness. And when I was scrolling through her Instagram page, you can tell that, you know, the gym was a huge part of her life and that she was in really, really great shape. So before work, she would usually attend a 5 a.m. workout before going to work around 8 a.m. However, on March 1st, 2019, Andrine did not show up for her morning workout. Now, not showing up for her workout was one thing, but when Andrine did not show up for work, something had to have been wrong. When Andrine's friends and employees realized that she did not show up for work, they immediately start looking for her. Calls to her phone are going unanswered, and no one has heard from or seen Andrine that day. Now, according to one of Andrine's employees, she had called in on February 28th to say that she was sick and that she wouldn't be at work. However, it's now the following day and no one has spoken to Andrine and she didn't call to say that she still wasn't feeling well. So this wasn't making any sense to them. So knowing that Andrine was often at the gym, her friends checked there first. And that's when they find out that Andrine was not there that morning. So... Once Andrine's friends find out that she did not show up for work and she wasn't at the gym that morning, they start to get worried because this is not like Andrine at all. Now, Andrine's friends, after being unable to reach her on the phone, decided that they were going to go past her home to check on her. Now, when they arrived at the home, neither Andrine or Andre were at the home. And so they knocked on the door, but when no one answered, they decided to try to go around to the back. And the back door was unlocked. And so her friends, who were obviously close enough to her to feel comfortable going into her house, they were just hoping to find something that would let them know, you know, where Andrine was or if there was any signs of where she might be. And so they decided to enter the home. But... What they find in the home would be the beginning of a devastating journey into what happened to Andrine McDonald. So her friends enter the home and 
they start looking around for anything out of place, you know, any signs of Andrine's last movements, any signs that maybe she's gone somewhere and they just don't know anything. So the first red flag that they find is that Andrine's Porsche is parked in the garage. And so that's the first thing that they notice, like, you know, her car is here. So wherever she is, she's not driving her own car and she didn't, you know, drive there on her own or get there on her own, I should say. So then after they notice the car, they decide to make their way to the upstairs part of the home um, to see if there's anything upstairs. And they make their way upstairs and they go into the bastard bath bedroom, which is described as being in disarray. And so when they go into the master bathroom, which is connected to the master bedroom, they discover that there's blood and hair on a light switch. They also both recalled a very strong odor of bleach inside the home. The two women left the bedroom and go outside to the backyard where they also notice what appeared to be a burn pile. Now, finding this sends her friends into a complete panic. They know that something bad has happened to Andrine, and they can feel it in their gut. They decided to leave the home, and one of them, one of the friends decided to go pick up Andrine's mother, who also was living in San Antonio at this time, because they thought it was best to bring her mother to the home so that they could try to all figure out what happened to Andrine. So the second friend waited outside the home for the other friend to return with Andrine's mom. And while the friend who stayed at the home was waiting for her, the other friend, to return with Andrine's mom, Andre McDonald arrived back at his home. Now, the friend immediately starts questioning Andre, you know, you know, where's Andrine? What's going on? you know, trying to get any information out of him about where Andrine was or where he thought she could have been. But Andre wasn't being helpful and he wasn't able, she wasn't able to get any answers out of him. Now, when the other friend returns to Andrine's home with Andrine's mom, they observe Andre getting in his car and leaving. And so his demeanor, coupled with the fact that, you know, he just left the home where his wife's friends and mom were, you know, trying to figure out answers about where his wife was, let her mom and her friends know that Andre must know something. So Andrine's mom decides after Andre leaves to call the police to report that her daughter is missing and that she suspects that foul play is involved. And when police arrived at the home, Andrine's mom and friends again explained that Andrine is missing and that they are 100% positive that she did not become that way voluntarily. Now, Andrine's mom takes the officer into her daughter's home and shows him the blood and the hair on the light switch. She also shows him the burn pile in the backyard. Now, the officer, while doing a preliminary search of the home, does discover Andrine's purse with her keys and ID and some other personal items inside. And this discovery, you know, raises the suspicion that, again, Andrine did not leave on her own.
Now, police usually drag their feet in these cases, but I think the evidence before the San Antonio PD was hard to dismiss at this point. I mean, it would be hard to imagine how leaving on her own could be a possibility considering the evidence that they have so far. Police know that the first person they need to speak with is Andrine's husband, Andre. Andre is brought in for questioning later on that evening. And when Andre speaks to police, he at first tells police that his wife is in a local hospital being treated for some unknown reason. Now, police suspect from the beginning that Andre is lying, but you you never know, you know, maybe she was in fact just in the hospital and, you know, this will be open and shut. But when police called the hospital where Andre said that his wife was, the hospital, of course, told them that they did not have a patient by the name Andrean McDonald. And so now Andre, only hours into the investigation, has already lied to the police. And he begins to become suspect number one in the minds of the detectives. Now, when police confront Andre about his lie, According to police, Andre then tells them that he and Andrine had gotten into an argument the night before, but won't say anything else, and then decides to ask for a lawyer. And so police at this time, you know, have to release Andre. They don't have any evidence to support any reason to keep him. Um, And now he's lawyered up, so they can't even ask him any more questions. And so they decide to let him go. But so police at the time released Andre, but his behavior and the fact that he had already told them a pretty significant lie were huge red flags for police. And they began to focus pretty much all of their attention primarily on Andre. March 2nd, 2019 is the day after Andrine was reported missing. Now, the police executed a search warrant of the home where Andrine and Andre live. Now, during the search warrant, the police were able to determine that the blood in the bathroom was indeed human. And the police also took a car from the home, which was found to have blood in it also. Now, the same day that the police are executing the warrant at the McDonald home, they are also watching their prime suspect, Andre. They had followed Andre to a gun store where he had purchased a gun and ammunition. Now, the police had sent an undercover detective into the store so that they would be able to get an up-close look at, you know, what Andre was purchasing, his demeanor, you know, his conversations, things like that. And the the detective observes Andre behaving strangely. And then Andre makes a purchase, but then leaves the gun that he just purchased and his ID behind, taking only the ammunition that he bought. So, like I said, you know, Andre's acting really strange, and he basically had just ran out of this gun shop without taking the gun that he just bought and his ID. And so the police, based on that behavior that they had observed, decided that they needed to speak with Andre again. Um, And so they go to his home. But this conversation was centered primarily around Andre's mental health. And so the police can't disclose the details of that conversation But what Andre said or didn't say caused the police to fear that Andre was a danger to himself. And therefore, they made the decision to detain him. 
However, when police were speaking to Andre, one of the officers noticed a shovel in the back of the Porsche that Andre was driving. Now, the shovel wasn't found during the first search of the home. And so finding the shovel allowed the police to secure a second warrant for the home. And when the police execute the second search warrant, they find even more evidence that something terrible has happened to Andrine. Now, during the second search warrant, the police were able to find two pieces of ripped up receipts showing that a shovel, an axe, a hatchet, heavy-duty trash bags, gloves, and two five-gallon containers had been purchased by Andre. Now, most of these items were found inside the Porsche, but the police also find a pair of denim overalls in the trash that had what appeared to be blood on them and a fire pit that was not there during the previous search. Now, the police determined that this new fire pit had been used to burn papers and some other items. They also end up finding a hammer that they later determined to have, that later was later determined to have Andrine's blood on it. So police determined that based on what they found in the home during the second search, that Andre had been tampering with evidence. And they needed more evidence to secure an indictment for murder, but at least charging him with this, you know, will allow them to keep an even closer, closer eye on him. And so on March 3rd, 2019, two days after Andrine was reported missing, Andre is placed under arrest and he is charged with evidence tampering and the disappearance of his wife. Andrine's family and friends had already known that Andrine had not left on her own. Andrine was a successful businesswoman who had just, you know, wouldn't just leave and walk away from her life. The evidence that the police find confirms what Andrine's family pretty much already knew, that something bad happened to Andrine and that Andre had something to do with it. So... Like I said earlier, I'm not sure where, you know, Andre and Andrine met. And there's also not a lot of information about the early years of their relationship. But according to an employee of Andrine's, she described the relationship as being, you know, quote, on the rocks. And that pretty much everyone knew that Andrine was not happy in her marriage. She also said that she had witnessed the couple arguing a lot and, you know, most of the disagreements had been centered around, you know, control of Andrine's business. So before purchasing their home in 2017, Andrine and her family were living in one of the homes that they were also using for the business. Um, it was doubling. They were staying on the second floor and the assisted living clients were being serviced on the first floor. But police records show that they were called to the home at least twice during the time that they were living in this home, but the reasons are not known. The employee also said that she had witnessed the couple, you know, arguing on many occasions, but she never saw anything physical or never had any indication that the arguments turned physical. But in February 2017, Andre filed for divorce, citing discord or conflict of personalities as the reason. 
And Andre, who had never really seemed to care much about the business Andreen started, wanted to be placed on all bank accounts related to Starlight Homes Assisted Living. However, the couple ended up reconciling, and in May 2017, Andre withdrew his petition. And in that same year, the couple purchased the home that they were living in at the time of Andreen's disappearance. And the couple appeared to be trying to make their relationship work. You know, one of the last two posts Andreen made on her Instagram account was dated February 18th, 2019. And it was actually a birthday shout out to Andre for his 40th birthday. The caption of the post said, happy 40th birthday, old man. And it's a carousel of pictures and videos from a birthday party that they had at their home. And there are pictures of both Andre and Andreen, and they're surrounded by friends and family, and they're having what appears to be a really, really great time. However, according to the employee who also attended that party, the couple did not appear to be interacting with each other a lot, you know, despite the way the pictures may have looked. And then on February 26, 2019, Andreen makes her last post on Instagram, two days before she was last seen. Her and Andre had attended some event together, and Andreen had posted pictures from their evening, including one with her and Andre standing with their arms around each other, smiling. So what was really going on in Andreen's and Andre's relationship? I mean, looking from the outside in, they look like a perfectly happy couple. But of course, looks can be deceiving. According to Andreen's mother, the couple continued to argue even after moving into their new home. And we know by Andreen's own confession that the couple had been arguing the night before Andreen was reported missing. And also, during times when the couple wasn't in a good place, Andreen had allegedly told friends and family that if anything ever happened to her or if she went missing, that Andre had killed her. And so after Andre was arrested for evidence tampering, he was able to post bail and he was placed on house arrest. Temporary custody of the couple's daughter was given to Andreen's mother and Andre was allowed supervised visits. But Andreen's family continued to search for her. They knew that Andreen was probably not alive, but they wanted to bring her home so they could lay her to rest. The police also agreed that Andreen was most likely not alive, and therefore, they knew they were looking for remains. For months, Andreen's family and volunteers searched for Andreen's body. They organized extensive searches in and around San Antonio. Andre, however, never once participated in the search or even asked about the search of his missing wife. And as police continued to investigate, they began to suspect that the couple's then six-year-old daughter might have witnessed what happened to her mom. According to court records, on the day Andreen went missing, a family friend picked up Andreen's daughter from school. And when they asked her if she knew anything, she allegedly said, Daddy hurt mommy, and that mommy had fallen to the floor. The couple's daughter, who was reportedly autistic, had made several other comments that led her family and investigators to believe that this child had witnessed her mother's murder. 
But with Andre refusing to cooperate in their investigation and search, investigators and volunteers are first forced to search in just really general areas since they have no idea where Andreen could possibly be. Andreen's cell phone last pinned at a tower near her home, so cell phone tracking wasn't helping them. And the last known images of Andreen showed her with her daughter leaving a pizza shop the night before she went missing. On July 11th, 2019, months after Andreen was reported missing, human remains were discovered on a private property about six miles from where Andreen lived. The remains were discovered by a man allegedly looking for cow bones. The human remains he found had been mixed in with cow bones in an apparent attempt to conceal the human remains. And when reports come out about the remains being found, police are not immediately sure if they are Andreen's, and so they are hesitant to jump to conclusions. But four days later, investigators hold a press conference and confirm what most people had already suspected. The remains found were those of Andreen McDonald. Andreen had been murdered and then thrown into a field and placed under the remains of a cow like garbage. The discovery of Andreen's remains was a devastating end to her story. Her family knew all along that Andreen was dead, but that didn't lessen the blow of discovering Andreen's remains, especially in that way. On July 13th, 2019, just days after Andreen's remains were discovered, Andre McDonald was arrested and charged with the murder of his wife and he was given a $2 million bond. Andre McDonald has been in jail since July 2019, awaiting trial and unable to make bond. In March 2021, Andre petitioned the court to have his bail reduced, which was ultimately granted by a judge, and the judge reduced his bond to $750,000. But Andre's attorney said that he doubts that his client will be able to come up with that amount of money either. The trial of Andre McDonald was initially set to take place in the summer of 2020. Uh, And there's no word, but my assumption is that COVID might have caused a delay. And I couldn't find any information about a new trial date. So as of today, Andre McDonald remains in jail. Two years after Andreen was last seen, her family and friends still grieved the senseless murder of such a bright light. Andreen's community had rallied around her family and paid for the funeral expenses, and it was just a beautiful gesture and one that speaks to how much people loved Andreen. Andreen, like many women, was the victim of domestic violence. Four out of 10 Black women will experience domestic violence in their lifetimes. It doesn't have a look, and it doesn't have a type. And social media often covers that reality and sometimes makes it harder for victims to be seen, to be heard, and to be believed. Pictures don't always show the whole picture. Andreen McDonald's story is an important one to share. She lived a beautiful life that came to a tragic end at the hands of a man who should have been one to protect her. 
May Andrine McDonald and the thousands of other women who have died as a result of domestic violence rest in peace. If you or someone you know is dealing with issues of domestic violence, know that you are not alone. And even though it may seem like there's no help, there is help out there for you. The National Domestic Violence Hotline can help you, and their number is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new story. Don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps our show grow so we can continue to tell these stories. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Gone Podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.